1: Holmes Holmgren out for the season. A crushing blow for Thunder and NBA fans. Tyron Smith out until at least December. A crushing blow for the Cowboys, but not fans of helicopters at practice. David Dennis Jr., Tim Show Woody Page, Clinton Yates, where have you been? Let's go!
2: Let's do a show. Bye. Hanging out in Flavortown, Tony. Guy Fieri. Chet Holmgren
1: out for the season the number two pick in this last year's draft over before it started here's the play you no doubt have already seen that's the crossover pro-am it's LeBron James Holmgren looked about as good as any player does against LeBron in the late defending he took the body shot It's the right foot where he's landing, and it's what they call a Liz Frank injury, an old name from Napoleon's doctor, an injury you typically see falling off a horse. Here's how we start, national panel. One, was it avoidable, pro-am, where games were canceled because of condensation on the court? And two, given Holmgren's durability questions going into the draft, is
2: this a full-on disaster for him and the Thunder around the horn at Clinton Yates? I feel bad for the player. I feel bad for his teammates. But as far as the franchise is concerned, it's not quite an I told you so. It's a – we thought this might happen, and it did. The durability questions were reasonable. Mm. A guy with that kind of a frame in terms of how he moves around an actual NBA basketball court goes up against a grown man in LeBron James and comes down with an injury. As for the event itself, the pro-am factor, I don't want to blame that too much. Pro-ams are a part of the culture of basketball well beyond the NBA in this country. And for people and fans who connect to the game through all types of different ways that the sport is played, it's not about that event, even though that one specifically had issues. I think overall that was a good event for the area if you knew what was happening around the circumstance it was a fun time until it got canceled as for Chet though unfortunately this is what the eyeball test is for and he didn't pass it and the Thunder weren't paying attention. Mm. David Dennis Jr. bring you in here.
3: Yeah, I agree about the overall uh, discourse about the Pro-Am. There's been a lot to talk about. Should he have been there? Of course he should be in there. The Pro-Am tournaments are, you know, sort of an extension of of street ball, which is the backbone, the culture of basketball. These players are going to be there every offseason. And if not there, they're going to be at LA Fitness somewhere playing basketball. This could have happened everywhere. As far as Chet... You know, I'm going to not say that this is sort of endemic of something long-term. Maybe this was a fluke injury, and hopefully he can recover from that. As far as the Thunder, I know this is sad about, you know, him, but I've, I would imagine some of those people in the front office are a little bit happier than they want to let on that this brings them closer to getting a uh, uh next season. Oh, So
1: you're already going over there. Okay. Tim Callish will bring you in here that the injury happened, that it happened playing against LeBron in a pro-amp. <laughs>
4: It happened playing against LeBron, but I don't think there's anything about LeBron's size that caused that specific injury. I'm sure uh, Homegrid ran up and down the floor and made that move, tried to turn like that a hundred times last year. You know, I remember the day after the draft, Bob Ryan and I sitting here talking about him having the highest ceiling. We didn't talk about his floor much. We knew there's a floor because it, he's seven-two, and players seven-two and you know bigger, it doesn't matter if they're it built more like Porzingis, like he is, or Yao Ming. They have foot injuries, they have ankle injuries, they have knee problems. It, it, there's a history of it, and you know it might happen. You just hope it doesn't happen early like this one did. And Woody Page.
5: Well, I feel sorry for the Thunder. I feel star- sorry for the kid. You mentioned the word floor, Tim. We wonder, we must if the floor had anything to do with it because they had to call off the game in the second quarter that maybe that floor was slippery at that point and that actually helped cause the injury. I will say this, that big guys that come into the NBA maybe should be more careful because over the years we've seen Embiid, Simmons, uh, Sam Bowie, if you go back and remember that, Mm. Greg Oden, guys that were extremely tall, extremely uh, slim, if you will, And they never had really recovered. uh,
1: Hold on a second. Yeah, I guess on the spectrum here, I mean, Sam Bowie or Greg Oden's one side of it. The other side is Joel Embiid. He missed the better part of his first three years to his career. And I just want to put a button on this. Sure.
5: It took him several years to recover from that. And we wonder, we wonder about Simmons, even to this point, whether that was really uh, affecting his career, that he had an injury at LSU and then an injury again when he came into the league. I just think that big men have to be more careful. And even though this was sanctioned by the NBA, if I were the thunder, I would have sat him down and said, you played in Las Vegas for those several weeks do you really need this in addition to that before training camp?
1: Mm-hmm. There, there is quite often a love of the game clause in, in contracts. Uh, you can play, you play anywhere because this is basketball and you play. This is, as you said, Woody, a sanctioned tournament or, or, or um, league, I guess you could say. Uh, some other ones aren't. But get back to the point, Clinton Yates. Do you worry about his career going forward? You said, I told you so. Do you worry about his career?
2: Yeah, I am worried about his career going forward because, again, if you start off like this, the best indicator of next injury is previous injury, and that's difficult. But, again, I want to get back to the point. Some of my favorite memories as a basketball fan and a kid that played basketball were at tournaments like this. This is something basketball has that other sports don't, your ability to connect to the community and the crowd in terms of the people that like it. So, yeah, might have been one slippery four in one place, but that could be a blacktop at another place. We remember what happened in the NBA when the lockout went down. Players came back. To courts to actually play basketball and it was part of what kept us connected to the game. I'm not mad at the situation. It's just unfortunate how it ended up.
1: Kalish, I don't recall you addressing the, the pro am part of that. Where were you on that?
4: Well I mean I, I kind of agree that he's already played out in Las Vegas and he and he kind of starred in that and people really liked what he did. And I would have been I would have been more cautious. Uh it could happen in practice. It could happens all the time. It's these things are hard to prevent my concern would be they love him for his three-point shooting but they love him for his rim protection on defense, that's what he's trying to do there, and if he's going to have trouble doing that with those, you know, thin legs and all, then this is going to be an issue. David Dennis Jr. after the horn.
3: Yeah, one of the things that you learn about these Pro-Am games, they're extremely competitive when the stars are not there. But when the stars are there, people kind of treat it like an all-star game. And he's going to learn that you don't challenge LeBron James on a fast break like he did on playing I defense. thought when I watched it the first time, I'm like, well, yeah, he hung in there. Look at him go.
1: Look at him. And, of course, now yeah. we know he was injured on the dismount. Woody, just to put a button on it, they are reporting and saying it wasn't the condensation on the court that caused the injury. That's the reporting. I understand you might have suspicions about that. Of course they're going to say that, but that has been the initial ruling. We're going to move on. Another story here, one we missed while we were away on vacation, but you people only spent 56 days yapping about it. The Kevin Durant trade request. It's not going to be met by the Brooklyn Nets. Are the Nets making the right decision, Tim? And what do you expect the repair job to be?
4: on this relationship. Well, it's definitely the right decision. I don't think that you would ever get the right value for Kevin Durant. Uh, There's no reason to think he doesn't have three, four, five good years left. He's been there three years. They've won one playoff series since this magical team came to fruition through free agency. They've got to try to get something out of it, and you have to believe Kyrie Irving's going to play a lot more basketball this year. Durant probably won't miss as many games. Ben Simmons will play some so I think the team competes and gets into the top four again in the East. Now, if they can get better than Boston, I don't know. They got swept by him last year. But, you know, health and, and being able to play together could do a lot for them. Woody Page.
5: Uh, Tim, you said it, and I had to chuckle there, but you said Simmons will play some games. Guess what? Irving will play some games. Durant will play some games. I mean, all three of them have been injured. All three of them have had reasons they didn't play the game, and you think suddenly these three high-maintenance oft-injured players are going to get together and suddenly win that elusive NBA championship they were going to win when they really haven't accomplished anything together so far. I actually would have thought that a trade with maybe the Golden State Warriors sending him back there. He actually won a championship there. I believe that that trade uh, basically would have worked out. The Nuggets even gotten involved, and I thought, yeah, I'd like to get Durant. I don't want all three of them, but I don't see this team being able to work together when you have your star players saying, he doesn't want to play for this coach. They didn't get rid of Nash, Mm -hmm. so he's still got that situation there. As
1: far as a repair job? Uh, And and all the PR that needs to be done or behind closed doors even, if that's even a thing, Clinton Yates, because they've done everything uh, in front of closed doors, I guess, to go the opposite way in this relationship so far.
2: Which was my issue with what was happening from the beginning all along. It wasn't about the trade request. It wasn't about the issues that Kevin Durant had with the coaching staff, which I thought were fair. It was about the fact that this was all happening on the front porch. The reason why you don't air out your dirty laundry is that if you don't break up, everybody knows that your bond is not great. I think this is actually a competitive disadvantage for this team at this point because it's hard to take them seriously when after all this yang, y'all are finally coming back together. I think it's going to be a very difficult season for this team, no matter what the talent level is, not just because of the gel job they have to create but hello the competition in the conference this is going to be a tough one
1: going forward in Brooklyn. david now that it is done and i believe you said many months ago this was what it was always going to happen you had that one right um is there any
3: repair job needed uh yeah there's definitely a repair job needed again The NFT Brooklyn Nets look good on paper, look good on on 2K. Like, there is a world I envision when I'm playing a video game where Ben Simmons is at a center, and he's kicking it to Joe Harris and Seth Curry and KD and Kyrie Irving, and everything looks great. But when you look at what's actually happening, and Kevin Durant's missing half a season, Kyrie has only played more than 65 games four times in 10 years. Ben Simmons coming back from back surgery. Like, these these are things, and this is even talking about the fact that Kevin Durant won his coach fight and they have not you know fixed that i think at their ceiling they're still not as good as the bucks they're still not as good as the celtics and at their floor this is a catastrophe that looks like the lakers did last year
1: tim take us through that first conversation actually they've already had the first come but a next conversation or every week something goes down between durant and or irving and or simmons and or steve nash how do you repair it but but uh...
4: I think they're all used to that. I think they're they're used to being that being a part of their career uh-huh. at this yeah, point after several years of it. So I don't I don't think it's really anything new. And and I, I'm not saying they're going to win the East. I'm just saying the East is winnable. They, they, there's not a great team. If Boston was the best team last year, I mean it's hard to get even envision a team getting to 60 wins. So I think it, it's wide open for the top. they
1: are just going to go on vibes. That's all they're going to go on. They'll go on vibes. They don't need they don't need a coach. Yeah. They don't need a conference. They just need vibes. All right, Woody Page, you have a last word you want to work in there? Please, go ahead.
5: Yeah, this is going to always be a bad marriage, and I know about those.
1: <laughs> oh, Woody! Oh, what? All right, here, take some All points, right. Woody. All right, how many points? How many? Four points? Five points?
4: Four is a good number, No. One for each.
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17.
1: The last time we talked about golf leagues, it was PGA versus LIV. But now with Tiger and Rory spinning off on their own PGA-backed league, this sends the investigation into a whole new direction. Six three-man teams, 15 regular season matches, a playoff, and a primetime golf simulator virtual course event. That's who Tiger and Rory are throwing out there in a league they call the TGL. And then on the heels of that, PGA Tour also adding to its guaranteed salaries and future paydays for full members with full members playing a guaranteed 20 tournaments. Woody Page, buy or sell the Tiger Rory PGA response.
5: I'm going to sell this. Uh, what's next? Going to Top Golf once a week and having a tournament there at, while you sit at the bar? I don't think it Maybe. makes any I sense whatsoever. To, to, to me, golf, having covered golf for 50 years, that the course should be involved. It's part of the, the lure of the game of watching the professionals play. I will say this Live has accomplished what it set out to do. It is made the PGA change the focus of what it's been doing in terms of money, making the players pay more play more often, get more pay. It's really a change to game a now.
1: Disruptor as we say it. From our disruptor, Woody Page. Tim Kallisha, buy or sell the response.
4: Well Liv may have set out to do that, but those people who did it can't play on the PGA tour anymore. So I don't know if that's really an accomplishment of your goals. I don't think the Tiger Rory stuff is the big news. I think getting the best players to commit to 20 events a year is huge news. You're gonna turn on the TV on the weekends and the best players are gonna be going at it a lot, a lot more than they have been. Tiger didn't play 20 tournaments after 2005. Jack Nicklaus didn't even play 20 in a year uh, after he was 29 years old. So getting the best players to play that much is a coup.
1: David Dennis Jr.
3: Of course, Woody doesn't like the virtual thing because it speaks directly to my millennial heart. I only have to dedicate two hours to golf. I don't have to walk. And it speaks like directly to the <laughs> e-game the culture that we have where they're packing out stadiums watching stuff. All right, but fire. talk to me about it. this. This is,
1: is one event. It's, one, it's a prime time event. It's not the league, Woody. It's just one event. But they're hitting it into a screen a virtual course and then they're putting and chipping on a what on a on a mat outside that i mean i don't even know go ahead i'm sorry i interrupted you david
3: yeah no i mean people pack out arenas to watch street fighter like they they will pack out to see tiger woods play one more time but again what's most what's most fascinating again is, is pga leaning into phase two of their live Uh, Combating live. Phase one was trying to go the moral high ground. It took five seconds for everybody to realize they have none. So now they're just trying to, you know, uh, uh, put more money into people's pockets, which is probably the best tactic.
2: Yeah, Woody, I'm sorry. All of the things that you described as reasons not to like something are exactly why guys like me will tune in. Your boy is at Top Golf on a regular basis. I'm not walking courses for 100 miles just to waste time on a Sunday. This is far more relatable to the regular sports fan, not to mention, I like the fact that this is an idea from actual golfers in terms of Tiger and Rory. More of this, please, PGA. Creativity from the humans that make your tour what it is, and that is something that people will be able to Creativity. I
1: mean, it was necessity, right? I mean, this came together over the last – in a couple of months but i mean woody woody your argument back to yates and david are well remember during the the pandemic and the shutdown we were supposed to be watching people play video games instead of play basketball and did that fly not exactly that, that would be an argument i don't
5: there. know that i'm supposed to agree with two guys that want to watch the bud light Bowl during super bowl week instead of the actual game that makes no sense <laughs> to me in life as a guy who's covered live sports you as go. opposed to something you do on your tv uh, at home by the sofa give me a
1: break fire sell two let's talk some football the dallas cowboys this is not good tim calashaw pro bowl left tackle terence smith what was thought to be a hamstring injury in practice and here he is walking off under his own power much worse it's a tear off the bone, and the bone has a break in it too. It's called an emulsion fracture of his knee out until at least December. Jerry Jones dismounting off a helicopter with Stephen A. After that, today he said it's a setback, but they'll have him in the game, just like the San Francisco game last year, the game in the playoffs. They're gonna have him for the playoffs. Tim, what
4: are you buying? What are you selling? A lot of work to be done to get to those playoffs. For this team, I mean, yes, he's a huge player, not not just literally, but not because he protects Dak's blind side. This is a much better running team when Tyron Smith is on the field. They drafted a tackle from Tulsa in the first round, who led the world in holding penalties last year. They're playing uh, does it they him at guard. That doesn't sound good, to tackle? Hold on a second. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a struggle for, for a David while.
3: David Dennis, Jr.? Well, the other thing the Cowboys did is they got rid of Lyle Collins, who could have helped. I mean, and, you know, this is a big loss for Smith. One yard extra uh, per run attempt when he is on the field. So they're clearly better with him, So, but they still should have been prepared for somebody who's always injured to have some sort of backup. This is bad luck and mismanagement converging, and it always seems to converge in Dallas.
1: That's one invite on a helicopter that you won't be getting, David. Quinn Yates, how
2: about you? Number one, I'm buying cigars on the chopper from Stephen A. Smith. Number two, I'm <laughs> selling that this is a huge deal from the Cowboys because they're in the worst division in the league overall. And number three, right. there's been some bright spots in Dallas camp between Deron Bland and Malik Davis. It's not that bad because, hello, your team Well, you're buying what Jerry said. Topic.
1: We'll have him back in December. We'll have him back for the playoffs, doesn't it? All right, Woody Page, how about you?
5: Yeah. Hope you actually get him back for the playoffs, but that that's not gonna happen. Are we just totally forgetting about the Philadelphia Eagles who are a better team overall? And guess what? Hey, Tim know what knows it. Their second, the Cowboys second best player is right here down the street from me, Randy Gregory. They just let him go after that mistake they made, Tim. And yes, they've got Parsons, but they don't have the second half of that tandem there. Second best player is a little strong, it's a little much.
1: Tough. It's a tough well, nod from be? your draft, you Tim, when you mentioned he had, he had the world holding penalties last year. The guy would just, eh, you know, maybe they call holding a little bit tighter in college than they do in the pros. Woody Page, David Dennis Jr., showdown, two minutes.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
1: Last time we saw Patrick Beverly celebrating, it was a whole thing. I'd let this play out, but we would run into and then through all of PTI. In the time since, Minnesota traded Beverly to Utah in the Go Bear Gambit, but now the Lakers trading for Beverly and sending Kalen Horton Tucker to Utah. What does Patrick Beverly bring to the Lakers, Woody Page?
5: Oh, this would have been a great trade about five years ago when he could still play, but in the last couple of years, he hasn't been that defender, that pest, that guy that actually can keep people from scoring. It's not working.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. David? Are they, are they trolling Russell Westbrook here? Like, do we forget that these guys absolutely despise each other? Like, them being on the same team is going to be drama and reality television that is played out on the court. This is just a wild thing. I cannot believe they made this I trade. can't. And after THT was a the guy they wouldn't
1: trade for Lowry, you know, and now, it, now this is what it's come to. Wow. That's all I needed to hear. David Dennis Jr., 30 seconds of FaceTime.
3: It's been a few weeks since I have mentioned Davidson College and Steph Curry, so I'm overdue a little bit. Next week, I will be making the pilgrimage to Davidson College because they are finally retiring Steph's jersey. You may say, how, why just now? It's because they waved to him to get his uh, diploma, which he got while he was getting Finals MVP, while he was getting Western Conference Finals MVP. It's going to be a tremendous celebration. And for me to once again say that I'm so proud of this dude for all that he's accomplished.
1: Uh-huh. Seven wins for David Adetti. Jr. seven times Davidson mentioned in his FaceTime. Incredible. <laughs> Woody, you got something you want to share? Go ahead. <laughs>
5: yeah, would you like to hear my 30 seconds now? It's a lot better.
1: Well, what is it? You got eight seconds. I, Go. Love,
5: I love the Little League. Yes, the, the we Italian off, I team. I love that. League, ah, Hawaii. Hawaii. Some it's of good. us were actually They're there, going Woody. Going